guys. Welcome back to Actually Adultish. Christina here, your host. I'm super excited to be talking to you after my very long solo episode last week. I just wanted to say thank you so much to anybody who listened, first of all, but so many of you reached out to me and it truly means a lot to me. And I mean, I wanted to put that story out there, like I said, because so many people can relate, I know. And that's what this podcast is about, just talking to people that you can connect with and relate to and talking about things that maybe other people aren't talking about. But we're all going through things like this, and I think it's important to sort of raise awareness about it. But I'm so grateful for how sweet and amazing and incredible you guys are, and I feel so, so lucky to have this community And I just really appreciate you taking the time to listen and to reach out to me. And I just love you guys a lot. And a lot of you guys were asking about the podcast and how you can support the podcast. And there are a few ways you can support the podcast. And honestly, it would mean a lot to me if you could. I actually created something called a Patreon page. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a way to support creatives who put free content out there and you're basically showing your support by being their patron, kind of like the patron system in the in the old days. So if you go to patreon.com slash actuallyadultish, which I'll put in the show notes, you can become a patron of the show and you can like pick an amount of money that you basically donate each month and it just donates it to me and it sort of acts as a form of income for me so I can continue to put free content out there because I do work really hard to put as much free content out there as I can. Um, I don't get paid to podcast. I don't get paid to blog and I do want to keep creating for you guys but Um, sometimes it's hard to have, you know, a full-time job and be in school and make all this content. Um, and it helps me to be able to continue putting it out there. So if you want to support the podcast in that way, obviously, I mean, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate it. It can be just a dollar a month, but yeah, if you want to show your support for me, you can do it that way. You can also shop Amazon through the Amazon link below. So below I'm saying if you go on our website there's an Amazon link and it's basically like you just do your regular Amazon shopping but if you do it through that link then a portion of that money a very small portion but every penny counts goes to the show and it's at no extra cost to you it doesn't cost you anything all you have to do is click that link and It might seem weird that I'm telling you how you can, like, help pay me to put this on, but I have no shame in talking about the money thing. I think that more creatives should talk about it because there are so many people hustling so hard, doing five million things and putting out a ton of free content, and they're not getting compensated. And I just think that there's too many people working too hard to not, and it's not you know, you're not obligated to either way, you can listen to this. But if you want to support that way, obviously, I would really appreciate it. Um, So yeah, that's that. 
So this week, I'm really excited because I have one of my best friends on the show, Kara Halderman, and she recent, we recently became friends. Of course, we met through Instagram, typical, but we just, like, literally, I talk to her all day, every day, and we're really similar. If you don't know who she is, she is one of the hosts of the podcast Low Carb Conversations, which used to be Jimmy Moore's podcast. If you are in the low-carb keto world, you probably know about the podcast. You probably know about Jimmy Moore. And she's a nutritional therapy practitioner. She's my age, so she's young, but she knows what she's talking about. I think that's why we get along so well because we're like old souls and young bodies and are both doing this thing really young compared to most other people in our field. And the... So that's the same program that I'm going to be doing in September that she's done. So she's amazing. She has an incredible health story and she's sassy like me. We make a lot of jokes. So hopefully you guys get the sense of humor. I think you will. If you get my sense of humor, then you'll love hers. So I'm just going to put on the quote interview, although it's not really an interview. It's more of just a conversation. So I think you guys will like it. Hello. Hey. What's up? What's up? We finally got your video working. I know. Skype is a difficult thing for me. And you would think being a podcaster, I'd be a a master. But I'm not. You should have it down. They need to to fix the Skype. You know what's funny is like, no one uses Skype anymore. You know? Seriously. It's just we only use it for podcasting. It's like AIM. No one uses AIM anymore. Do people use, um, I mean, FaceTime? Like, I feel like people use FaceTime. No, like, I never use FaceTime. Oh, really? If I could record podcasts via FaceTime, that would be cool. You can, it just costs more money. I use FaceTime for clients. That's really smart. I use Skype for clients. I just have too many difficulties with Skype, so I just use FaceTime. Um, yeah, obviously I'm done with Skype. We just spent 20 minutes trying yeah. to get my video up and running. Oh my but God. now that that's done. Yeah, now that's done. Let's get into the real stuff. So introduce yourself. Who are you? Hey, my name is Kara Halderman. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and I'm also the coast of the coast. I'm a co-host. <laughs> so, you know, I just combined the word the, the host of the low carb conversations podcast. It was originally like Jimmy Moore's podcast, if you guys are into that whole keto thing. (laughs) And he gifted it to me and my co-host, Leah Williamson. So we chat about health headlines and articles with a bunch of health and nutrition experts. And that's pretty much what I do. And I have my own little consulting business on the side and, you know, just getting my side hustle on. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. And I'm from Texas. So... That's you something. are. I want you to come to LA though. Um, and okay. And how old are you? Because people. I'm can't 22. See you. You're 22. Yes. Same. Um, and we became friends. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't. Instagram even... is a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> like all my friends through Instagram, but like, um, what did you message me about? I you messaged me about something. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No. Okay, I told you this story. I was 
up like really early in the morning one day, like 5 a.m. And I'd been following you for a while. I probably found you through like Jordan's Instagram or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I've been following you and you posted like some picture about you eating raw meat. And you're like, go read my blog post about eating raw meat. (laughs) And I was like, who the fuck is this girl eating raw meat? Like I have to go eat. I have to go read her freaking blog post. And so... (laughs) I went there and I was looking for the raw meat post, but I stumbled upon something else. And I like a hundred percent related to your story you're talking about with college and your health and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I need to message this girl. She's my long lost twin. So I just did. And then we started talking. Yeah. We literally realized we're like the same person, but nobody swear. You just like replied to one of my stories. Probably. I think that's like first. And then I like, was like wait yeah okay so let's talk about um that so how did you we need to like rewind and tell everybody about your whole story basically okay okay story start from the beginning who like how you got here because it's interesting okay so I'd pretty much been I guess you could say sick my whole entire life I pretty much came out of the womb with like sinus infections and always having weird immune challenges and whatnot. So that progressed throughout my whole entire life. I had mono when I was like 18 and I kept having flare ups over and over and over again and always had digestive problems too could never really digest food. And I ate absolutely terrible, just your typical teenage stuff, fast food, ramen, whatever. I really just, I did not care. And then I went to college. I, um, definitely gained a little bit of weight and my stomach issues started getting a lot worse. And then one day I kind of woke up and I couldn't digest food anymore. Like I remember you were talking about on your last podcast, you just like woke up one day and you were so sick or whatever. That's literally pretty much what happened to me. I woke up and I was just uncontrollably like nauseous and throwing up, couldn't keep down any food. And that continued for a really long time. So I withered away, like lost a whole bunch of weight. I had to drop out of school. I moved back home with my parents and I was so devastated. I thought that college and engineering, which is what I was going for, engineering, go figure, um, was my life. And so when I dropped out of school, my life pretty much ended and I had to commit myself to getting better and healing. So I went to a bunch of doctors and we found out through an endoscopy that I had a whole bunch of ulcers in my small intestine, like it encoded my small intestine basically. And they were like, oh, well, I don't know how those got here or anything, but here are some acid-blocking drugs like the Nexium and stuff. Take those. Yeah, that was awful. I'm just going to give, like, quick warning to people. If your doctor tells you you need acid blockers, like, tell them no. Just don't take them. Tell because them it, <laughs> Seriously, though, just tell them to F off. Like, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, I took them, everything got worse. And then I stumbled upon a paleo blog one day, just Googling stuff about stomach issues. Cause that's what you do. You, you Google things when yeah. you're sick. You get deep Web in the Google life. hole. <laughs> yes. I think about all the hours I spent on Google and I'm like, Oh my God, I could have like written three novels. Like it's, 
It's so true. You're always texting me like, so I stayed up late last night Googling this, like (laughs) always Googling stuff. We still do this to this day. (laughs) It's so true. Even for clients, I'm like up late Googling things like, but I, yeah, I was up late Googling when I found a paleo blog. I think it was like Danielle Walker's against all grain and she had ulcerative colitis. She healed her ulcerative colitis. Wait, this is so funny because she what? was the first blog that I found too. Has she? Fa- no she, way. Yeah, it was her like UC story. And for a second, I was like, "Do I have?" I thought I had colitis because of that. That was like the first. I did too. And then that's how I found like paleo. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Well, she okay. In her defense, she kind of was one of the first paleo bloggers. She like, was. To, yeah, like one of the first ones. But I'm telling you, same person. So yeah, I found her blog, and I was like man, I have nothing else to lose. I'm just going to freaking eat paleo and see what happens. And I did. And literally within three days, like my stomach just completely stopped hurting. I could mm-hmm. eat food again because I'd been living off of lentil soup for six months. So that's stupid. Yeah. And so I started to eat real food. I went to see like natural doctors and all this crap and not crap. It's good stuff. But I saw <laughs> a bunch of natural doctors. I healed and here I am today. I just completely am obsessed with health and nutrition and trying to be a healthy human and help others heal in this way too. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So at what point did you decide to go through um, NTA? Oh man. So I told you guys I went to school for engineering and I had to drop out to move back home. So once I started getting into nutrition, I was like, okay, I'm just going to go get my my dietetics degree. I'm going to be a registered dietitian. And I went to school at Texas State (laughs) University to be a dietitian. And literally one semester in, and I dropped out after one semester because the information that they're giving you in colleges are just, it's not correct. It's probably outdated by at least 30 years. It's all government mandated. They're still telling you to eat low fat I would ask my teachers, like, if GMOs made a difference or if organic was okay. And they were like, not really. It doesn't matter. Like, GMOs are fine. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So I hated everything about that. I would come home from class crying sometimes because I'd fight with my teachers. And so I was like, F this, I'm dropping out. And I found the NTA through another Google search online. And I think I, I joined in September of 2016 and then I just graduated like two months ago or something so yeah NTA is the bomb I'm really glad you brought that up because I've that's been something I've been like wanting to talk about for a while um I think people don't like understand that like when people ask me well why aren't you being why aren't you gonna do like an RD and I'm like I don't even know what to say because I don't want to like be offensive but it's just like what they learn like, they just learn, it's like, not right. lies. Like, yeah, it's just, like, learning lies. So it's, like, why would I sit in class and learn things that I know are not true and that are actually hurting people? Like, the things that they... If you put a client on a protocol based on, like, that information, they would literally get diabetes and become obese. And they do. Like, yeah. that's what dietitians... That's what keeps the Western most, medical them, system going. Exactly. Yeah, and most dietitians, not most, some, work in hospitals, and these are, like, medical diets that people in hospitals are put on, and 
let's be like honest here. They want you to stay in hospitals and like yeah. rack up money and the, like the whole system is set up to make you more and more sick. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't care if I offend people. Like I think there are a bunch of great RDs out there, like absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are still being misinformed, taught some really old, outdated nutrition information, and I couldn't make it like six months. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm over it for I agree sure completely. And that's why it's like hard because it's like the good RDs are the ones who they basically had to do their real education completely by themselves outside of their program. So they had to be smart enough to do the program, finish it, and realize what they were being taught was bullshit, and then learn it all on their own, basically. Um, yeah. And they're a lot harder to find. Like, that type of person in general is harder to find. I mean, like, but, like, she's, like, I don't, it's not like we're sitting here saying, like, all RDs don't know what they're saying, but, like, the, just that the curriculum, what they're taught is n- not right information the same way all this propaganda going out there i mean i wanted to bring this up to you with you as well the whole coconut oil thing like really (laughs) briefly it's just really funny honestly it's all just a big game of propaganda the american heart association is funded by all these big businesses like canola oil companies general mills nestle and They have to appease their funders, you know, and Mm -hmm. also everyone's saying that coconut oil is bad. So that article and all the studies were funded by a canola oil company. So right off the bat, you should take that article with like a serious grain of salt. And coconut oil is also a pretty traditional food in um, those like coastal regions where it originated from. And I know people will be like, oh, well, they didn't have processing methods like back in the day to get coconut oil. I'm like, okay, it wasn't that hard. They just dried the coconut and like grinded it up and coconut's really fatty. It has a bunch of oil. The oil separates. So there's a lot of arguments against that. And there's also a bunch of literature and studies showing that saturated fats really are not the demon, the devil, whatever, so to speak. They're super essential for your health. Every single one of your cells are encapsulated with saturated fats. Your cell membranes are made of saturated fats. Saturated fats are the building blocks for your hormones. Um, They're necessary. Like Cholesterol is a huge thing for your hormones. So if you're not eating meat or animal fat, you're probably not getting enough cholesterol to sustain healthy hormone levels. And I know coconut oil doesn't have cholesterol, but it plays a huge factor into your health. So these studies coming out funded by canola oil companies and General Mills make me go crazy, which is why we do our podcast, Low Carb Conversations, because we talked about that article on our podcast. And yeah, just don't believe everything you see on TV. They make me go crazy, but I was honestly genuinely confused the same way I was confused (laughs) about, because I was like, literally, like, everybody freaked out about this article. And I'm like, the American Heart Association has been pumping out like stupid articles like that for so long and like just I feel like this random one why is this one getting you know like that's why I was so confused no you're right like I'm like yeah you guys this is nothing new they always put bullshit out there like it's not real like why are we paying attention to this one all of a sudden um but this is kind of related what was so funny was so you know how so this company sent me this um this spit test to take and then Mm -hmm. it was going to analyze my genes and tell me the best way to 
like my diet and nutrition based on my genes, right? And so I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. sure, I'll try it just to do it and um, see what I thought. And I had they after they send you back your so first of all, I read the results and I was like, literally, this is bullshit. It was bullshit. Like their analysis was ridiculous and it was so funny because I was talking to my NTP and I was like, you're gonna crack up when you hear these results. And I read her the results like like what I should be eating and she just literally I've like never heard her like like laugh and she just cracked up and she goes and she's like she could like she was like about to cry and she was like because she was laughing so hard and she goes that sounds like you would die if you ate that because it was literally telling me to eat (laughs) seriously it was literally telling me to eat like 50 percent carbs and like 10 percent fats and like it told me not to eat monounsaturated fats to only eat polyunsaturated fats literally like what's wrong with the world and then and then (laughs) so they set you up with this um a consultation with their nutritionist this is how these companies scam people and so i'm like okay sure i'll have a fucking conversation with a nutritionist and so i get on the i get on the phone with this girl and she thinks that she's talking to somebody who doesn't know anything right like and and she's like yeah so it's really important that you do this And, and i just started questioning her and like you know, like, everything she was saying, and then she realized, she's like, what's your background? And, like, she realized, like, she couldn't, like, pull one over on me, and I'm like, you know, like, I'm bringing up, why would I eat this high polyunsaturated fats when this and this, like, and she was just like, well, you know, they're really healthy food, and I was just like, oh my god. People don't know what they're doing. Yeah, (laughs) well, it just scares me, because I'm like, I mean, there are lots of people in this world who nutrition isn't there, like, they haven't studied nutrition, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, these people mean well, and they want to, they're trying to figure out how to live their healthiest lives, right? And they go into this with good intentions, and they talk to somebody like this, who sounds really smart, and she sounds like she knows everything she's saying, and she's a registered dietitian, so, you know, we think that that means that she knows what she's talking about, but she would totally fuck up your health if you listen to her advice. It's so true. And that's why it's so scary, especially people our age who are so impressionable. And we have people older than us, like, don't know how to freaking use computers, right? Like, my mom can (laughs) barely type on her phone. And, like, but people our age have all this information at our fingertips so much, and they just soak it in, and they want to try everything. And then we're all going to be really messed up. Like, I'm so worried about, like, in 10 years, I think about all these girls our age, I'm like... Are you gonna get your period back? Are you are you gonna be overweight and get, have diabetes like because of what you're doing now to your hormones? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's so true. No, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, there are already. That's why I think you and I both want to help like younger girls, especially mm-hmm. because I was messed up at like age 14. Like yeah. my periods were never regular. My digestion was off. Like. Literally, I'm still dealing with shit that I've been dealing with since I was 14 years old. So if you can fix your nutrition early, like fix it young Mm -hmm. and really get yourself on track, you can have an amazing life without issues. Mm -hmm. Like, but you have to not listen to all the bullshit that's out there. Like that doesn't mean don't listen to an RD. Like I said, there are great RDs out there. There are great nutritionists out there. There are great articles out there, but you have to do your own research. You you have to. You listen, can't just, like, listen to everyone. I think what's hard is, like, at every age there are people putting propaganda out there. But 
I mean, like, the way we learn our information, we listen to a lot of people who are much older than us, and we're, like, we're, like, old souls, you know, and we're, like, more in that space, we're more in that space, and most people our age aren't listening and exposing themselves to the same information that we are, because we're, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we act like we're, like, 55, like, TBH. We Um, are 55. Most, yeah, we are. Versus most people our age who are younger, young 20s, like, are listening to other people who are young 20s They're listening to these bloggers and these social media influencers who like are quote wellness experts or and I'm, but they don't know what they're talking about this I mean, is so accurate like instagram oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> like and like that's what i mean we let's just start talking about instagram can we just start talking about yes it? Okay. Let's let's start. Where are we beginning with Instagram? This is such a wide topic. Well, what what? Okay, let's just like. What do you want to? What what are your feelings around what's going on on Instagram? So I love Instagram. The reason that I actually got on Instagram was because I wanted to document my life and what I was doing because. I found like health through food and I feel like that's how every wellness and health Instagrammer like started. They had good intentions and all of that, but now they have hundreds of thousands of followers and no health credentials and telling like putting all of their advice out there to take this, do that. I eat this, I eat that. And all of their hundreds of thousands of followers are then seeing that and doing that, even though they have no health credentials and that may totally not be right for their body, like whatsoever. And that is just making me so mad. There are probably some other things, but that especially. And people also, I feel like just I talk about this all the time, like, are so in the now, like, everybody right now is like, what's gonna, what's working for me now, and I'm like, that's not gonna work for you long term, like, I'm sorry, if you're running 20 miles every day, like, and you think it's like, oh great, this is making me skinny right now, like, okay, let's see what your body's like in 10 years, like, let's see what your hormones are like, or like, even like with these diets, like, this raw vegan diets changing my life making me feel amazing I'm like okay let's see are you gonna have hair in three years like will you have teeth like like, (laughs) will you have no (laughs) will they be there you know like everybody's so worried about what's happening now and like it's just too much and I just get really upset because I mean we were talking about this I'm like I'm like who on Instagram actually like who is somebody who's big on Instagram who actually, like, knows what they're talking about. Like, you know, they're, like, okay, like, Diane Sanfilippo, okay, like, she yeah. knows what she's talking about. Yeah, but that's not what I mean. I mean, these young girls. You mean, like, the more bloggery Instagrammer yeah, people. Yeah, I'm thinking about who are these high school kids following. There you go. You know, okay. like, they're not following Diane Sanfilippo. And <laughs> we they're are. Not, they're not following, you know, like, Meg and Sean and, like, <laughs> yeah, Liz true. Wolf and Leanne Vogel. They're not following those people. They're following, I mean, I'm not even going to say, but they're just following people who, like, I'm not saying these people have bad intentions, but they're following, no, they don't. they're following people who are, like, putting information out there as if it's, like, science and, like, they know what it's they're not. saying and, like, <laughs> they don't know. Okay, for example, can you please repeat what you said the other day about the bee pollen? 
the be oh my <laughs> god dude i am so heated about this one topic right now so if you follow anyone big in the health and wellness space right now like Everyone and their fucking dog is using adaptogenic herbs. Like, I swear, people are going to start giving their pets fucking adaptogens. I can't. And there's one Instagrammer that uses, like, bee pollen or whatever. And most of y'all probably don't even know what that is. Like, I didn't even really know what that is until I Googled it. And it's an adaptogen herb. And she's, like, putting it on everything and all of her smoothie bowls and coffees and all of this stuff. And she's like, oh, this bee pollen helps me with my PCOS because it's an adaptogen. Adaptogens balance your hormones, blah, blah, blah. So they're saying this all on their Instagram. But PCOS is a condition where you actually have really high testosterone levels. And yes, adaptogens can increase like your adaptability with your hormones. But bee pollen is specifically used to increase your testosterone levels. Like she didn't even know that. She has PCOS and she's using bee pollen, and she already has high testosterone, and bee pollen raises testosterone. Yeah. So, like, did you even do a quick Google search or anything? And and they're putting this information out to young girls, and what if these young girls are about to have PCOS too? And they're like, oh, I'm going to put bee pollen on everything. Yeah. And they do, and it's just so frustrating to see people not do their research beforehand or what about what about the the turkey the other day the tur wait oh i saw this thing (laughs) i don't remember oh somebody posted like i'm using this grass-fed turkey today (laughs) and i'm like turkeys don't eat grass exclusively (laughs) like there's no such thing as a fucking grass-fed turkey I know it's all this stuff that I see and I just like crack up and I'm like nobody else gets it like people because people see this and they they don't know that so they see it and they think oh this person knows what she's talking about she said grass-fed so she's like it's and I'm just like oh like she's smart she's healthy yeah. like and I'm like guys no meanwhile we're over here like oh my god you sound so like not smart <laughs> right now no it's really scary or even I mean going I've talked about this so many times on the podcast but like the meals like like some of these meals I'm just like if somebody copies that meal they're gonna immediately shit their pants yeah we talk about that all the time like there are people out there making you know you see those huge smoothie bowls or like bowls with like literally five handfuls of nuts and granola and nut butter and like if I ate that much nuts, I would shit my pants. Like I would have bricks in my stomach, (laughs) like nuts, literally. How do people eat that much granola? I don't understand. And this is what's, no, this is what's scary though. It's like they, they can do that. They think they can because literally their digestive systems are so messed up. And like, they're so used to feeling like shit that when they eat it, that they don't even notice like how much it's messing with them. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, Like, exactly. That's how scary it is. Like it is. And uh, people like are looking at that once again and thinking I can eat a smoothie bowl with two bananas and five handfuls of purely Elizabeth granola and eating evolved coconut butter mm -hmm. topped with a keto cup. And I'm like, no, your digestion will literally hate you if you do that. Like truth is these Instagrammers have not had proper nutrition training. Well, some of them have. 
so credit to them. But a lot of them have not had proper nutrition training. And then they're over here like promoting their food and then talking about how bad their digestion has been in the next story. And I'm like, okay, you know your food is contributing to that, right? Or promoting products like these bars. Like, guys, this this bar is totally clean. Look at it. And they show the ingredients. And I'm like, <laughs> they're, they're not clean ingredients. And then I'll get messages. They go, what do you think about this bar? And I'm like, I'm not a fan. They're like, why? It has all clean ingredients. And I'm like, it doesn't. And they're like, which ingredients do And I'm just like, I don't even want to answer this. Like, um, cane sugar, like this dextrin, that. I don't know, like, brown rice syrup. Like, like, I'm just like, I don't know why you need all that, but, okay. Like, I'm not going to Exactly. Like, for example, bulletproof bars. Like, oh. everyone eats bulletproof bars. Yeah. If you've eaten one before, they're like these <clears throat> cashew butter bars, and they're supposed to be super good for you because they're bulletproof, right? Duh. And they have MCT oil and all this stuff in them, but if you, like, Look at the ingredients. He uses like tapioca dextrin and xylitol. And I used to not have a problem with like xylitol, but really, in reality, for optimal health, we should not really be eating these like artificial um, sugar alcohols and like tapioca dextrin. Like, when the hell did tapioca dextrin like come into existence? Yeah. Pretty sure we didn't have that like 50, 60 years ago. That's not a clean ingredient. And people are promoting these bars. Well, the problem is not that they're like, I want to be clear here. It's not that it's like you can never eat this bar, but it's like people right. are eating multiple of these bars every day. And then they're wondering why their digestive system is messed up. And I'm like, well, because it's not like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be eating three bulletproof bars a day every day of your life and then think that you're going to feel great when there's, like, these ingredients in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's all exactly some like just, like, some balance with it. Because, like, I literally know people who, like, are so dependent on these bars. They'll eat three bars a day and they all have these kind of sketch and I'm like all that adds up like when you're doing it every day like you have to be aware of what you're putting in your system versus like oh having a bar here and there when like you know you're in a crunch you know like it's totally different yeah you're right it's completely different we're not saying like never eat a bulletproof bar or never eat purely elizabeth granola like purely elizabeth granola is freaking delicious yeah i would totally eat that and pretty sure when I went to Paleo Effects, I ate 20 million bulletproof bars because they were just handing them out oh for my free. God. Yeah. So I'm not saying never eat these things. I'm saying like the people that are eating these things every single day still wonder why they're experiencing symptoms. Yeah. And it's all about just like creating balance and mainly eating like whole foods and making sure you're reading the labels and just not looking at everything on Instagram and thinking that you can do the same exact thing Mm -hmm. because you freaking can't at all. Speaking of which, I want to bring up the whole fad diet thing and how the like keto was like this big fad for like five seconds and I got so Mm -hmm. pissed and like I think it's good for us to talk about it because both of us have actually done keto and both of us know a lot about like real keto, you know? Yes. Um, and a lot of these bloggers were just like tossing it out. This is my keto smoothie. Like, 
I'm just uh. like, or like, they're like, yeah, I drank this smoothie and now I'm keto. And I'm just like, you're literally not like, that's not how, like, no, oh, I, and like this, I think I sent it to you. This girl posted like, this is my keto meal plan. And literally her breakfast was a smoothie with half a banana in it. And I was like, okay, you're, you're done. That's not, <laughs> you're done. You're yeah. out of ketosis. You're out Sorry. Of ketosis. Like <laughs> you're done. Keto is a lifestyle, like, okay, it's not a lifestyle, back up. It's it's a metabolic state. Yeah. Like, that's simply what it is. You're either burning sugar or you're burning fat, like you're in ketosis or you're burning glucose. Like, and you have to work to get in this metabolic state for your body to recognize it. And then, like, that's it. You shift back and forth from being a glucose burner and a fat burner. And like you said, like, there are people out there saying, oh, this is my keto shake with banana in it like that's not gonna help you be a a fat burner initially and just because you drink mct oil in your coffee does not mean you are instantly keto well no they they do that and they do that and then at lunch they have a smoothie bowl with five bananas and exactly i'm like okay you can't like it doesn't work that way or like they're like oh yeah i do my bulletproof coffee because now I'm in ketosis, and then now I can eat five sweet potatoes. I'm like, That's it doesn't exactly. work like that. Or people were using it. I mean, let's be quite honest. What's scary about it is, like, people are using it to, like, have an eating disorder. Like, yeah, and to lose weight really, really quickly. Um, and if you're open to it, I want to talk a little bit about your history with an eating disorder. Yeah, it was, I didn't even realize that I had an eating disorder really. Like, like until. Mo- I feel like that's, I feel like that's, most people don't. Like, no, they don't. Nobody really understands they have an, an eating disorder, like, until it's happening, like, right in your face and corrupting your life pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, my whole life, you know, growing up, you think you're fat. And, like, people used to call me thick, like, for a white girl. Like, oh guys would God. call me that because I have big thighs. Like, I'm just a girl with big thighs and mm-hmm. a butt, but whatever. Who cares? And people would call me thick. So I was always self-conscious of being, like, the thick girl or something like that. So I would so always sad. be doing – I know. It's, it's sad. And, like, people should not – have to worry about that kind of stuff especially when you're a teenager Mm -hmm. and so my I was kind of you know doing those crash diets like fad diets I didn't want to be healthy I just wanted to like lose weight and stuff but um even when I started diving into nutrition and realizing like how to be healthy I still had diet mentality I still was trying everything to try and lose a little bit of weight here and there so Honestly, my key, my eating disorder completely blew up when I found keto, like a hundred percent. And I didn't do it correctly. That's a thing. Like I did not have the right mindset going into keto. I didn't even do keto correctly. The thing about keto is you're eating so much fat that you're literally not hungry. Yeah. Like that's what it is. You you could go a really long time without eating. And so now there are these girls, including myself, I would use it like, oh, I, I ate a lot of fat. I'm not hungry. I'm just going to go a little bit longer. I'm going to fast a little bit longer. And it's now all of a sudden healthy because it's fasting. Mm-hmm. Like 
no, there's a difference between fasting and like having eating disorder tendencies and pushing yourself to go longer without eating because you want to lose weight, you want to lose a couple pounds. And that's what was happening to me. I was like caught in this cycle of I have to fast for 20 hours today. Um, I have to have like 200 grams of fat and 15 grams of total carbohydrates. If I eat this piece of lettuce, I'm literally going to explode and become super fat. Like, oh my God, you're not going to explode if you eat a piece of lettuce and it's going to be okay if you don't hey, fast. I mean, I lasted. I just added lettuce. <laughs> Congrats, by the way, for adding in lettuce. Thanks. Like, well, it's we'll a good see. day. It better not. It'll be fun. But yeah, no, that's so scary. Like, and so at what point did you realize, what made you realize, okay, like this has gone too far? Um, there were several points, you know, where I was like, okay, this has gone too far. Um, I need to stop, but you just push them aside really. And you just keep going. I just, I had this like mental thing going that I just needed to be thinner. I needed to be thinner. And I mean, it just took one day for me where honestly, I don't even remember when I thought I had an eating disorder. I'm trying to like bring back up that day we all kind of push that day down but I would make myself like throw up when I felt too full Mm -hmm. because I hated that feeling and I just remember one day like at like I was sitting on the toilet like making myself throw up and I thought this isn't normal like why is this happening and then I found a book about eating disorders and I read it and I realized oh wow this is what it is I have an eating disorder (laughs) like enough is enough so a lot of girls aren't even realizing that this is what's going on and they think that it's normal and it's just a tactic to get thinner, but it's not and shouldn't be happening. Well, I think that's why it's so confusing is like, there's so many different factors, but I mean, especially with keto, I think that sometimes people think this is how keto is supposed to be. I'm supposed to fast and I'm supposed to eat one meal a day and like, they think that they're doing it right, but they're, like, doing it wrong and then, like, destroying their health and, like, they don't even realize. And then other times I think they use it as a mask. They're like, I want an excuse to fast and only eat one meal a day, so I'm going to call it keto. It's just, like, confusing and you don't even know. Sometimes you don't even know if you're in it because we have just grown up thinking that we're all supposed to always want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, it's true. Like, But... And I'm curious, like, what were, were you dating your boyfriend at that time? Yeah, what was we were he, dating. Were people in your life saying things or like, what was going on? Well, I, looking back at my pictures now, I realized that I had a freaking issue. Like at the time, I didn't think I had a problem. At the time, I was like, I thought I was fat. And I was looking through my pictures the other day and I'd never been so thin. Yeah. Like, I'm 5'6", and I weighed at the time, like, 115 pounds. So that's pretty thin for, like, a 5'6 girl. That's, like, and now, thin. Yeah, and now I weigh, like, 135, 140 pounds. I don't even know. I don't even weigh myself mm-hmm. anymore because I don't care. But the people around me thought it was kind of weird that my weight kept fluctuating a lot and that I was either really skinny or I looked a little like, what's the word? I don't know, like plump or whatever. Like I would go from skinny to like bloated and 
whatever, like really quick within a month. And my boyfriend literally didn't know what was going on with me. I had like crazy mood swings. I was like depressed. And he also, I would always say to him that I like look fat and all of this stuff. But he would look at me and be like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. you weigh 115, like 120 pounds. What are you talking about? And I would just cry to him saying how I'm like never going to be happy because I can't lose weight and my health is so bad and all of this stuff. So that's kind of what it looked like. I was just a hot mess. Like, and everyone thought I was a hot mess. Did they tell you, like, dude, you have an eating disorder? Like, stop, eat more food? Like, I don't know how you got away with eating keto surrounded by people, if that makes sense. I actually wasn't surrounded by people, really. So I, I lived in Austin at the time, mm-hmm. and I lived with my boyfriend, and I really didn't know that many people in Austin. Like, my whole family is in Dallas, Texas, and we moved to Austin, so it was just me and my boyfriend, and I worked at this paleo restaurant down in Austin and everyone there is very diet conscious. Like it's a paleo restaurant. Everyone that they hire is like super conscious on diets and stuff. So everyone is always trying something new at this restaurant, or at least some people are. So when I would go to work, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing keto, like blah, blah, blah. And everyone's so fascinated, you know, because that's how we are in the health and nutrition like space. Everyone's, everyone wants to learn each other's experiences with different diets and stuff. So, I mean, my coworkers did say to me, like, once I started keto, I pretty much dropped 10 pounds, like, real fast, really, really fast. I remember coming into work one day after a vacation or, like, I took a couple weeks off and everyone was like, wow, you look really, really skinny. Mm -hmm. You look really skinny. And I was like, oh, my God, thanks. Like, finally, somebody notices. And then a couple months later... I show up and I gained like all this weight back because I stopped being keto. So nobody really ever said anything to me. My boyfriend, I don't think he know he knew how to handle the situation. Like, so I don't blame him or anything like that. It was more me. Like it was all hundred percent me. My parents didn't know anything cause I was away from them and people at work just thought I was doing this keto thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, nobody could step in. So what did you do to heal? So I had to get off keto, <laughs> first of all. Was um, hard? I think Do you remember like what you did? Yeah, well, this is, this is what happened. I went to Mexico. So I actually did keto because I wanted to lose weight to go to Mexico. I wanted to look really good in my swimsuit. And so I went to Mexico. I drank alcohol every single day. And instantly, like, you're not in keto anymore. You just drank, like, a margarita and yeah. all this shit. So I went to Mexico, and I felt like absolute death. And then I came back home and I tried to kind of get back into keto, but it wasn't really working for me anymore. And I just felt super awful and my life just kind of fell apart, like after I got back from Mexico. So then I just honestly started eating normal again. I just started eating paleo and it actually took a really long time because I kept trying to like slip back into fasting to lose some weight or slip back into keto or like for a while I even contemplated doing zero carb to lose weight and I just kept trying to go back into these diets and it really took a huge like awakening for me to be like hey 
keto isn't going to work. Paleo isn't going to work for me anymore. Like no one specific diet is going to work. And if I keep trying to force something, I'm literally going to kill myself. So not literally like kill myself, but my body's just going to give out. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to pretty much die. And I, I, realize in that time that I need to treat my body like as the vessel that it really is. And we all deserve to treat our bodies really well and nurture it with food and not restrict. So I really set out on a mission from that point on. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. And it's been, um, I want to say since like May, since I've really been starting that mission and I've gained, I probably weigh the most that I've ever weighed and I'm probably the happiest that I've ever been Yeah. just by eating food. Like I'm not restricting anymore. I just stick to paleo and I eat what makes me feel good, what gives me energy and I don't eat what doesn't. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what I'm doing. So it's a process. You know, that's what I tell people like about the weight gain. I was like with each pound, I gained a pound of like freedom is how I felt. Exactly. Like, But that doesn't mean it's easy. And, like, while you're doing it, I remember when I was in the process of gaining weight, I remember looking in the mirror and being like, I'm getting chubby. Like, I remember thinking that. I remember thinking that. And now I look back on those pictures when I thought I was getting chubby and I was so thin. Like, like. Yeah, Um, like body dysmorphia. You don't realize it. But I remember during the process, I remember thinking, I'm getting chubby. But I was like, but I don't care because, like, literally I feel so much better. Like Exactly. You know. Um, was there anything that you like craved? Like, cause you were like strict, hardcore keto, like you did keto, like the scary way. Um, yeah. I did the 20 grams or 20 grams of carbs or die way. Like yeah. <laughs> pretty don't much. Don't do that ever. Um, no, don't. but what did you like? Is there anything that you like really missed? Okay. What did you see. first incorporate? I just think it's interesting. Fruit. Like I started eating fruit again. Mm. Like when I was super strict keto, I literally, I cut out all fruit because that's what people told me to do. And so I cut it all out and I really, really wanted fruit while I was keto. So like one of the first things I started doing was eating berries and fruit and like squash, like the higher carbohydrate vegetables. Cause I think I ate spinach, bell peppers, cabbage, and radish for like six months and zucchini. Yeah. Did you become intolerant to all of those? I became intolerant to avocado and eggs because of it Uh, for a little bit. Okay. I also just want to say, because I feel like people are going to Google keto if they start listening to this. And I just want to say like pretty much everything on the internet, like 95% of it is like not actual keto. Like they're still low. It's not. It's low fat. They'll be like, two tablespoons of fat and I'm like that's literally not ketogenic no but okay so just don't believe anything you read sorry it's low it's not even high enough carbohydrate for women like unless you have really great genetics like women are I don't think they're this is my opinion I don't think they're meant to go like 20 grams or below of carbs forever Mm -hmm. so if you actually want good ketogenic resources like go listen to Sean and Meg's podcast, yeah. the nurse podcast, go listen to Leanne Vogel stuff. Um, and Sean Minor has another podcast of her own. Like these are women speaking about their keto experiences. Mm-hmm. So those are good resources. I'm actually like, I'm actually doing like Sean Minor's fat burning female project because 
you know, I talk about how keto kind of destroyed my life, but I know that a higher fat way of eating is what's going to bring me to my optimal health. So I really want to do this correctly and like do this with good intention. So I'm going to try again, but well, that's why we get along because we like have such similar views about we both believe in a high fat diet and we don't think that everybody needs to be these people get obsessed with ketosis and it's just like you don't need to like worry about it like unless you you like have epilepsy and cancer just calm down you know yeah you you don't need to worry about it like at all don't stress about being in ketosis you're fine Um, like unless you have neurological disease but yeah that's it the other thing I want to talk about is like being in this situation at our age, like in this space, we're like really young compared to the other people Super in, young. in our space or who are talking about the same things, you know? I mean, you've talked about this a few times before on different podcasts, but I want you to say it on this one about about the drinking how people our age think that they need to like drink and stuff i don't know just like this whole disconnect when we were in college you know like what it was like for somebody like us to be in college do you know what i'm saying yeah i yeah i have talked about drinking a lot in a lot of different outlets Mm -hmm. but yeah you can get away like when you're young you know like in your 20s, I guess, you can get away with a lot of drinking or like that's what you think. But people like us that are having health problems and then they're going into college and drinking a lot, like going out all the time and partying and stuff like that, you're not doing your body any favors and like you don't have to drink to be like cool. Yeah. I I don't really drink anymore because I just realized that it's not what's going to it's not what is going to bring me to my goal of health. Yeah. I don't know if that answers like the question, but yeah, it's just that thing. It's just like, you don't have to drink. Like if you don't you want don't. to, if you know, like to, my boyfriend drinks all the time, yeah. like my boyfriend drinks around me all the time and I don't care. I just say, no, I'm just like, no, I don't want to. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And no one cares. Seriously. Like, People may joke around with you and be like, oh, why aren't you drinking, blah, blah, blah. But if you, like, stand your ground and you know that drinking is not right for you, like, it does not light you up, um, it does not make you feel good, you feel like crap afterwards and you don't want to do it, just stand up for yourself, say no, like, and be social without acting weird about it. And, like, people are going to be fine. I feel like there's this really interesting thing where people in college and high school think that to be cool, you either have to be, like, super unhealthy, like, you just binge and eat shit, and you do drugs, and you drink, or you're really cool if you're this fake version of healthy, and you eat acai bowls all day, and are really into, like, this raw, oh you know what I'm God. saying, like, I feel like this, yeah, just, it's, like, these two totally opposite ends of the spectrum, and I'm, like, why can't it just be cool to be, like, actually healthy, like, you know, just, like, you're so right. It, it doesn't make any sense. You're either cool if you're vegan or you're cool if you drink all the time and go eat, like, In-N-Out Burger yeah. every night. Well, and that's my point is just, like, all these people our age don't realize what they're doing to their bodies because they're not seeing the immediate effects. Whereas, like, that's, I, like, that's why we changed our lifestyles because we 
we saw it right then and there. So I'm like, I have to change it right now. And I'm glad I learned all the information early on in my life. You know, like I'm glad that something happened early on so that the rest of my life I can be as healthy as possible versus yeah. like, all these people where because they're not, they don't see the effects on the outside. Like, so I tell like, you know, people are like, how can she eat like shit and she doesn't gain weight? She's still skinny. And I'm just like, you don't, you don't know what's, that's doing to the inside of her body like what she's gonna end up looking and feeling like in 10 15 years exactly like everyone seriously i know this is so oversaid but everyone is different and probably everyone has a health problem yeah Yeah. like everyone has a health problem just because that girl is eating a donut and she is super skinny and fit looking does not mean that she is like not going through some shit right now. Mm-hmm. Like she could have low thyroid, like her stomach could be just like tearing her apart. Like she could be going through all sorts of health problems. So literally comparing yourself is the worst, like the absolute worst. I don't know a single person who doesn't have like an issue. It's just usually that people either are so used to it that they don't realize that they feel like shit or they just don't want to address it. Most people literally don't know they have problems. Who do you like, know? They're like, literally, who do you know who's not either constipated, bloated, or has, like, really bad diarrhea all the time? No one. Like, that's No real. one. Sorry. Honestly, like, like including myself. Issues. Hey, yeah. Like, those are health issues. Like. Yeah. Um. Okay, also, like, so, so you were eight, you were 18 when you found out about your ulcers? Yeah, like, 18, 19. Okay, and. Tell, you didn't, how many, tell people how many you had. Like 30. Like, yeah. 30. So, like, literally, (laughs) how do you come back? Like, what, like, what do you do when you find that out? Okay, so it took a while for me to process because I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, okay, don't know what that means. How do you get, like, your symptoms? Um, I was nauseous all the time I would literally eat and within 20 minutes I'd be running to the bathroom because I had to throw up like I was just nauseous 24 7 I could only eat really small amounts of food pretty much every single food bothered my stomach burning like pretty much everything and I had no energy but it was mainly just a lot of stomach issues so to combat that I mean I saw a practitioner I went to a naturopathic doctor and that was when I was introduced to gut healing type protocols and I was put on a bunch of herbal, um, met like herbal stuff like marshmallow root and licorice and aloe and probiotics. And I had to take a bunch of digestive enzymes and hydrochloric acid with my food. And I pretty much ate like the cleanest diet ever I drank bone broth like every single day and made blended vegetable soups like that is how I healed my gut and it takes time and dedication but I bounced back pretty quickly like my stomach recovered those ulcers I think went away within like six to eight months and that's good (laughs) like that's a good healing time so and that's weird like being 19 years old and having to do all of that is hard that's incredible. Like, so did the ulcers just like heal? Like they healed? I think I haven't gotten an endoscopy done ever since that one to see, but I've never had symptoms like that ever. Like yeah. I stopped having symptoms after six months of changing my diet. My stomach was just like fine. I mean, of course, I still have some 
digestive issues here and there because in this world, pretty much everyone has digestive issues because our food quality is so crappy and like we're surrounded by toxins all the time. Like Mm -hmm. you're bound to have some problems, but yeah, everything went away and I think they're healed. But now, as you know, I'm waiting for a stool test to come back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, That's fun stuff. It's just, and how is that different than how a Western doctor would have handled it? Well, I went to a Western doctor and he told me that I have ulcers because I had too much stomach acid. And yeah, he told me I had too much stomach acid. It was getting into my stomach acid. (laughs) No, okay, there are people that have too much stomach acid, but it's like a solid 1% of the world. Yeah, it's like, no. (laughs) Like, like if you think you have too much stomach acid, like, no, you don't. You're fine. If anything, you need to take some more stomach acid. Like, everyone should be taking stomach acid, like the HCL hydrochloric acid, because... Okay, well, uh, we're not going to say that, because then people are going to go do that. Yeah, you're right. Don't We we talk in hyperbole, just so you know. We we really do. I'm just really extra, and I say, like, everyone should do this, but no, they really shouldn't. Just go see, like, an NTP or a functional medicine doctor or something. Seriously. Okay, wait, I just got a message in, because I asked people... If they would, if they had anything they wanted us to answer. So cool. she goes, what do you think about monomeals of fruit for better digestion? I've heard that from Dr. Axe and I would like to hear your view on it. <laughs> My view. So I do think monomeals are a good tool if you have severe digestive issues. Interesting. Like, I really do think they are a good tool. A um, fruit? If you seriously, not fruit. Okay, that's what she's not asking. Fruit. It de- First of all, it depends on, no, I'm, no, just don't. Just don't yeah. do it with the fruit. No, like, no. But if you want to do a mono meal of like, I don't know, a whole bunch of broccoli with some like olive oil or something, if that's really all you can digest, that's fine. Like, that's okay. But I think mono meals should be limited to people that have severe digestive problems yeah. that literally can't tolerate anything. Yeah. Well, I was like talking about this earlier in my live stream, like, like that people, I'm like, you know, sometimes keeping it simple, I like not mono meals, but just like keeping it simple is like better. Like you don't, if sometimes when you put 15 different things in your salad, like that's just oh my God. gonna be really hard on digestive system when just you could just keep it to like two or three veggies and like it would be a lot easier um to digest no you're so right you're so right not don't do mono meals but do simple meals do like protein and like one or two vegetables if you're making those giant salad bowls that you see on instagram with like five different types of kale and radishes and carrots and like the whole rainbow of colors Mm -hmm. and then like proteins and chickpeas and nuts and all this stuff that's yeah there's a bunch of micronutrition there but if you have a compromised gut you're never gonna break all that down i just want people to understand there's a difference between like food photography and like it's like artwork. It's like photography. It's like people are yeah. putting these meals together so that they look pretty and enticing. And like that doesn't mean like that's different from like getting something with good nutritional value. Like usually the most nutrient dense meals for me are the absolute ugliest. You know, <laughs> they are. My chicken hearts are not cute. 
but like incredibly <laughs> nutrient debt. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's like just understanding that. And it's like a lot of these bloggers, like this is their job is to make it beautiful and to make it enticing. And, you know, it's like it's photography. Like and food yeah, styling. Yeah, that's their job. It's food styling. And that's different than like just because they're making this really pretty looking bowl doesn't mean that they're saying to you you need to eat this thing with 30 million vegetables and toppings. Like, you know, that it's, you have to remember the intent. Like, yeah, they're not putting this information out there for you for like to heal your stomach far from it. No. They're putting it no, out there so not. that you like think that it's pretty and looks yummy and you can be like, yum, you know, they're doing it for the follow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they want your follow. They want you to think that their food is pretty. <laughs> yeah. They want you to it's follow them. Porn, like man. that's literally what it is. It's marketing. It's food porn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, that's just. I know. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with food. Porn. I do it. I love food. Porn. I don't. <laughs> I, I love looking. Yeah. No, we all do it. And it's like I love looking at it. Like I love looking at pictures of pretty meals. But that doesn't mean I'm gonna see this really pretty meal and be like, oh, I'm gonna copy this right now and expect my digestion to opt to be functioning optimally you know what I mean like okay I mean okay well going off of that what about what are your opinions on food combining those principles some people yeah hardcore to food combining oh my god so I my family also has a history of dieting Mm -hmm. like my dad's side of my family so I got into like dieting and being skinny because my dad always wanted to lose weight and one of his diets that he tried was food combining so literally we would go out to eat and I was not allowed to eat like rice with my chicken mm. because that's a principle of food combining. You can't have starches with yeah. meat. So I don't really follow any of the food combining rules except for eating fruit with your meals. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, just for some people, it doesn't work. Yeah, I feel the same. I tried the food combining thing back when I was like trying everything to try and fix my digestive issues and like. I didn't really notice a difference besides the fact that I was, like, kind of depressed because I had to, like, pick what foods I wanted based on, like, these rules. And it was, like, it was, like, too much thinking for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, like, and you don't know. The only thing is the fruit thing that I noticed a difference with. But then I also feel differently about the fruit thing because I also kind of feel like fruit should always be eaten with a protein or a fat. Yeah, see, it's so difficult. Yeah. Like fruit, that's why I just don't even know about it's, the food it's combining. It's different for, for every situation and every person because it's like some people, yeah, you can't digest fruit and other like like when I put if I put fruit in a smoothie, I'm wrecked. Like I'm really? Wrecked. Yeah. But what like can you eat it on its own? Yeah. But like by itself? Well, I haven't done it in a long time because I've been on this Oh, that's right. Candida thing. Oh, yeah, so that's so, not even, like, a good idea for but you. But it's, like, I mean, back when I was eating fruit and not having, like, symptoms, like, I had to have, like, fruit with nuts. Like, otherwise my blood sugar would be insane and I would get, like, weak and nauseous and stuff. Um, totally. And, like, feel psychotic. But it's, like, if I did, like, spinach, spinach and nut butter and protein powder and fruit in a smoothie, it would kill me. Really? Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, everyone is so different, and everyone's blood sugar, like you said, is so different. Yeah, there's some people can just eat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone, some people can just eat fruit by itself and they feel good and fine. But for me, if I eat a banana, literally, I'm dead. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dead. My blood sugar just completely tanks. And I oftentimes don't eat fruit with my meals. The only ones I can eat are berries. And usually, like, the reason that fruit with other things like fat and protein, like, usually doesn't work is because the sugars ferment in your gut. And if you have like a hard time digesting already, that fermentation is going to bother you. So that's why I recommend like eat it on its own and just try that out at first. But well, and the whole, did you ever, for a while I tried the food order thing. Some people swear by that, like what order you eat foods in affects it. Wait, that's a thing. Yeah. Have you ever heard this? I tried it. I tried it because I was literally desperate and I hated it and it didn't make a freaking difference. The idea is like, you know, that things that take longer to digest should be eaten last because otherwise so it was like I would have to eat all my vegetables first and then my protein because otherwise the veg because the protein takes longer to digest so if I ate the vegetables second then it would be sitting on top of the protein and ferment up there while while it took the protein longer to digest does that make sense that's yeah that makes total sense Um, but like but like is that true no no, it's yeah like is that true no, it's oh not. Oh my god! It's not. But it's like this. People put this out there, and they're like very adamant that it has solved. And I'm like, I think that's placebo <laughs> effect. But all right, just like that book we were talking about, a book that you read the talking plant about, yeah, like vegetables <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, like all the lectins and how the lectins are making us fat. And I'm just like, oh my god, like. Yeah, something about some compound in vegetables making us sick. Mm. Like, stop. Stop it. Stop buying all these books and believing them. Just, like, go out there and eat what feels good, please. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That was actually a good question. Thanks for sending that in. I didn't get any any other ones. I'm going to turn off my DMs now. Um, But, cool. Well, this was fun. It was fun. We covered a lot of cool things. Chat. You're going to have to come back. Yeah, I get science-y for a second, so I hope everyone follows. No, I, I like it. That's why I wanted to have you on, because cool. like I never get to have somebody on who I can talk about that kind of stuff with. So mm-hmm. I think it's good for people to get more scientific perspective. Um, and, yeah. So I if, totally agree. Yeah. Thank you. You're, you guys tell us if you want Kara back on. She's the best. Um, and if you don't want me back on, like, then don't, don't tell, tell us. That. Yeah. Don't tell <laughs> like, me. Don't, don't tell us. Yeah, Thanks. I don't, don't email me. <laughs> and I swear, like, I'm not mean or trying to be rude about these Instagrammers. Like, that is their job is to be pretty and put out good material and pretty stuff but they don't really have to know anything about nutrition. Yeah. So really the whole point of this was just to encourage you to be your own health advocate and to stop like doing what everyone else is doing on Instagram just yeah. because that person looks healthy and claims to act healthy. Like, be an educated consumer and realize that what you're seeing isn't necessarily real life. And we're not saying like – it's it's like actors like people don't get mad at actors and actresses for like putting on a show and like portraying something different like we understand that what they have to act a certain way like people date people literally just for publicity right yeah and like people aren't we don't get mad at that and so it's like these instagrammers it's like their job you know it's like to make food look pretty and appealing and it's marketing and like 
it's not like we're getting mad at them. It's just like understand that that's like it's marketing and that's not the same as like going to a nutritionist and like dealing with your real health issues. Like understand the difference between them, you know? Completely. Yeah. That's basically like the point yeah. of all of this is just understand that you're being marketed towards. Yeah. And, and honestly, and the thing is, it's like the Instagrammers are the best marketers. Like they really are. Badass. Like, I mean, this is a whole other thing. Com- companies need to understand how like powerful and smart influencers are and should really take advantage of it. But they don't even understand the whole world because I'm like, no one's watching really cable don't. anymore. Sorry. No one cares. Like I watch cable because you the Bachelorette the is on. Okay. Yeah. And. And Food Network, okay, but, but you're mainly the, Bachelorette. You're one of the few people who has cable. Like, I watch The Bachelorette live, but I'm not watching cable. Like, Okay, listen, my mom has cable. Like, if I did not, exactly. <laughs> if I, if it was me, I wouldn't have cable. Exactly. But it's, it's my mother, and she likes to watch the news. Exactly, so. that's my point. This is the only people who are, like, paying for cable, so this is, like, such a tangent. I literally took a whole class on this when I, because I was a film minor, I used to really? Like, yeah, we had a whole class to just, like, how about how, like, companies are so dumb with, like, marketing that, because nobody's, wa- it's, like, all about, the class was, like, the death of cable. Basically. Oh, my God. Yeah, social media is a great place for marketing, mm-hmm. and companies should, I think they are starting to realize that, but, yeah, it's basically one big marketing thing, but I love it. I follow all these people because I can't oh, stop watching. I love so, it, too. Well, yeah, and I was, it is like cable. <laughs> no, and it's so funny because people will message me and be like, I love sitting down at the end of the day and watching your stories. It's like reality TV, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I feel the same way. That's like... I, like, have, there's, like, not that many shows, like, watching anymore because I'm, like, more interested in, like, Instagram stories. Like, they're really, they are, like, reality TV. Like. But it's, like, real reality TV. which is why it's more exciting. Exactly. I, man, I actually like Instagram the more I think about it. (laughs) I used to hate it for a while. Um, But it's cool. No, it's, like, interesting. I don't even, but I just like the stories. Same. Like, I don't really I post, like, it. once every three days. I just, like, don't <laughs> care about my feed. Like, I don't really know. But the stories are fun because I just like seeing what peop- real people are doing. And I Same. Because like, I like people for their personalities. But then why did Snapchat, like, die? Because Snapchat's, you know, like, all stories. What happened to Snapchat? I just, just like, didn't died. like Snapchat because... I don't know. I just feel like it's harder to... Because I wanted it all in one place. Like, because you can look at... The thing is, I... Like, there are people who write good captions and stuff who I do like looking at their pictures, like, to read yeah. what they wrote. Like, a lot of people use Instagram as, like, a blog. Yeah, I used to do that. Kind of. But then stories came along. Yeah. But... It's just... It's just easier because it's, like, Snapchat's harder to, like, follow people on, I feel like... I agree. I don't even use it. I don't use it at all. I don't I don't know if do people still use it? Yeah. People do like college I think college students think and people, like younger students use it, use it. Because people use it to Snapchat each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's on my phone, but I don't use it, so don't Snapchat me. Yeah, don't just just insta story me. People keep adding me on Snapchat and I'm like, I don't know like why you're adding me because like I'm literally not ever on there, but Okay, so, <laughs> sorry guys, I don't post, I post like, I think I post like once a month when Instagram's down, 
And then I Snapchat. <laughs> Only when Instagram I is down. I'm so pissed Instagram stories is down. <laughs> and then Facebook, it's like, what even is Facebook? Yeah, like? it's just like, Facebook has just become how people use, like, it's just inform, it's like for information. You know what I'm Pretty saying? Much. Like, if, if there weren't, like, if I didn't have to be on Facebook for, like, informative pur- purposes, like, business purposes, I would not be on there. I love how we're just ranting about social media. I know. Okay, sorry. We're, we're really bad because we're both ranters, so we can just yeah. rant forever. Yeah, and we rant about the same thing, so it works. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. Okay, well, this was super fun. Why don't you tell people where they can find you if they want some more of your sass? Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram, duh. It's... Um, Honestly, is it sad that I forget my own Instagram handle sometimes? I don't even know your Instagram. Like, oh, I know it. Care it's care about it because my blog was care, yeah, care about it, but I'll spell it for you because somebody like took the whole one word care about it. So I had to, you know, do the stupid underscore thing. Oh, so it's no. like, Ugh. it's Kara, K-A-R-A underscore bout it, B-O-U-T-I-T. And I even messaged the girl that had the full name, Care About It. And I was like, hey, I have a blog and all this stuff called careaboutit.com. Can I have it? And she was like, um, no, I really like this username. Oh, my God. And I was like, you have 200 followers. That's like, okay. the person. (laughs) I mean, I don't have that many. No, but the person who took Addicted to Lovely has zero followers and is just a spam account. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Okay, that's clever. Wait, do you know the song About It that was in Step Up? No. Oh. Whenever, You're when, a movie fanatic, though. Yeah. Whenever so when you know. say about it, I always think of that song. It was on the Step Up soundtrack. If you haven't listened, it's great. It's a great jam. But, yeah. That's going to be my next adventure. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> wait. So, so they can find you on Insta. Where else? Yeah, you can find me on Insta. You can listen to the podcast, which is Low Carb Conversations podcast. And... Oh, yeah. If you want to check out my website, it's actually careaboutit.com, the K-A-R-A-B-O-U-T-I-T.com. And I think that's it. Is what up? Careaboutit.com? Oh, yeah. I have a a website. It was a blog, but I don't post to it very often. But I am making a blog post soon for the first time in a while. And it's going to be about adaptogens. No. (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's called why adaptogens won't fix your hormones. So it'll be a good read. Hopefully by the time this goes up, the blog post will be up so you can read it if you want. But that's it. Will this will it be up in that in time? God, I don't know. I'm a slow I'm a slow writer, but I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna try and get it done tonight. You've got two days. Uh, Okay, I can do it. I'm through. put the pressure on all right i guess we'll see if your blog post comes up okay well thank you so much for coming on you'll have to come back you because we always have lots of things to talk about um and cool i'll talk to you later okay peace okay hopefully you guys enjoyed that one as much as i did I love her so much. She is one of my dearest friends. So I'll definitely have to get her back on the podcast. Definitely follow her on Instagram and check out Low Carb Conversations if you're a nutrition nerd like us. Super fun. If you enjoyed this show, please, please, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I know I say it all the time, but 
It really, really helps get the word out about the podcast. And you can join our Facebook group, Actually Adultish Podcast Nation. It's the best. And make sure you follow us on Instagram, Actually Adultish. The Actually Adultish intern, Sammy Conrad. She leads up that social media. She helps me out with that Instagram. She's the best. So shout out to her. Just thought I'd throw that in there. But yeah. And again, if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash actually adultish. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash actually adultish. And you can also use the Amazon shop link in the show notes. Everything's always in the show notes as usual. You can always email me at actuallyadultish at gmail.com or addicted to lovely at gmail.com. Just all the places. I'm very easy to find. So thanks again for listening and have an amazing rest of your week. Bye.